Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. We're broadcasting from Coralville, Iowa. For more information about Life Church, to watch a live stream, or to find a campus near you, go to lifechurchnow.org. Hey guys, on this uh, last Sunday of the year, I, uh, I just want to sit down and share a few things from my heart. Uh, you know, the last 22 months have been, well, have been pretty challenging for not just us, but for the whole world. Uh, we've gone through a global pandemic, and there's been a lot of suffering, a lot of pain, a lot of hurt. A lot of people have passed away because of COVID. I even um, did a funeral recently of a dear saint of ours, who of Life Church, who who passed away because of COVID. Um, and it's just been it's been a real struggle. It's been a real challenge. In fact, during this season, we uh, uh, we came up as a as a as a community, a global community, we came up with a word that we didn't use very much called social distancing. And in using that word, essentially what we were doing is we were giving each other permission to not be around each other, like to distance ourselves from each other, to, to, uh, to isolate in many ways from each other. And I understand it from a, from a health standpoint, but after, from a biblical standpoint, we need each other. We're not meant to live lives in isolation from each other. And so my prayer for, for 2022, for all of us, is that we would reconnect and recommit to doing life with each other, to spending time with each other, to praying for each other, caring for each other. In fact, the New Testament has all kinds of uh, language like that. You know, there's many times where the, we call it the one another's in the New Testament, where uh, we are encouraged to do life with one another, to pray for one another, to love one another. One of the passages, my favorite passage regarding this is, is found in Galatians chapter 6. The Apostle Paul speaking, this is what he says, carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. That Paul saying that if you carry each other's burdens, then you are fulfilling the law of Christ. Now, that word law is an interesting word because we look at it and we think, oh, we're thinking of rules. We're thinking of uh, checking off the boxes. You know, that's what we're thinking about. But really what Paul's telling us here is that when we fulfill the law of Christ, when we carry each other's burdens and we fulfill the law of Christ, what we are essentially doing is that we are demonstrating the love of Christ. So the law of Christ is what John says, the Gospel of John says, a new command I give you, love one another. And so when we carry each other's burdens, essentially what we are doing is we are demonstrating the love of Christ for each other. So let me ask you, how is that going for you? Are you carrying uh, somebody else's burdens? Are you helping them with what they're struggling with? Like you see someone who's discouraged and are you are you coming alongside them and encouraging them? Or maybe you're carrying that burden through prayer. Or maybe it's in a tangible way. Maybe financially you're helping somebody and you're helping carry that burden. When you're doing that, you are fulfilling the law of Christ. You are loving them as Christ has called us to love them. It wasn't your burden. It was their burden. But you helped carry their burden and thus you fulfill the law of Christ. There's this box here that I have that this box, imagine this box representing <clears throat> all the things that we carry around in life. In this box are your weights, are your burdens. Um, in this box are the hurts of your life, the fears in your life, your anxieties, your insecurities. 
I don't know what's in your box. Maybe what's in your box is a, is a health condition that you've been carrying around. Maybe what's in your box is, you know, just some marriage struggles that you're, that you're living through. I don't know. Sometimes in these boxes are really heavy things like, like abuse or loneliness or rejection or failure. We all have got a box filled with the heaviness of this life. We've all got a box and it's filled with all of these things that weigh us down, the heaviness of life. For some of you, it's a hurt that you experienced when you were a child because your parents divorced. Like you were just a kid. You didn't know what to do with that. And so what you did was you did the most natural thing you, you could do is stuff it in a box. Maybe what you're carrying around is a shame of a secret sin. You don't want anybody to know about that. You don't want anybody to find out about your secret sin. And so you've put it in this box. You've taped it shut. You don't want anybody to see it. Because it's shame. You don't want anybody to see it. And so what happens is that over time, as we carry this box, we carry these burdens around, it becomes heavier and heavier and heavier. And we begin to feel more and more burdened, weighted down. And some of you understand that as I'm talking to you right now, I'm sure that there are some of you listening to me right now that you feel the weight of life upon your shoulders. You don't know what to do with it. In fact, you might even be tuning in right now because you are feeling this burdened. You know, on these boxes, sometimes there's these uh, little images. This box doesn't have it because it's a smaller, smaller box. But on bigger boxes, you'll have this image. And this image basically says that this box is heavy and that two people need to pick it up. That this is not a one-person box. That if only one person tries to pick up this box, you can actually hurt yourself in trying to pick up this box. Now, if you're like me, I look at this image and I'm thinking, I don't see this as a warning. I see this as a, as a challenge. Like, like, oh yeah, I can't pick that box. I can pick that box up. Like, I don't need anybody else. I can do this on my own, right? But what we have learned through this whole pandemic season that we've gone through is that we need each other. There are a lot of burdens you have been trying to carry by yourself and you are faltering, you're failing under that weight. And so you need other people in your life. My guess is that some of you see this picture and you say to yourself, yeah, I really want that person. I want that person in my life, but I don't know who that is. Like you have a thousand Facebook friends, but you have nobody help you carry this burden. Other, others of you, you see that picture and you're like, yeah, I did that once. I trusted somebody with my weights. I trusted somebody with the, with the burdens of my life. And, and you know what they did? They dropped the box. They walked away. They stopped helping me. And you know what? I'll never do that again. I'll never go through that kind of rejection. I'll never go through that kind of hurt again. I'm going to do this by myself. Well, in the, in the story of creation in Genesis, it's interesting that it's, it's very interesting. God creates the sun, the moon, the stars, the earth, the fish in the sea, the, the birds in the air. And after each day of creation, when he creates these things, he, said, he looks back on his creation and he says, that is good. But then in Genesis chapter 2, when he creates humans and he sees that Adam is by himself, God says of his own creation, he says, that is not good. And so what... I think God would say to you right now, as you think of yourself and you think of this image that I'm not going to do this, 
that you're self-reliant, that you're going to do this independent of, your, of anybody else, of your insistence to be alone on, on, on things, God says to you, that's not good. That is not good. In Hebrews chapter 10, um, it's a very, I, I love Hebrews 10 because it speaks, it, the Hebrew writer is talking to, um, is talking to the church there. A church has been persecuted, has been ridiculed, they've been imprisoned. And he's speaking to them about helping each other out, kind of like a family does. In fact, here's what it says in verse 23. Um, it says, let us, and he uses this language, let us. It's an inclusive language. He doesn't say, you should. He says, let us, it's inclusive, in the midst of all these burdens, all this weight that you're carrying, he says, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. For he who promised is faithful. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess, for he who promised is faithful. That word unswervingly is an interesting word because <clears throat> it's not a word that we use very often in our vocabulary, unswervingly, right? What it means essentially is to focus in and to not move to the left or the right, to stay straight on, on target. That's essentially the definition of this word. And the Hebrew writer speaks to us about this, kind of like this is how our faith is supposed to be lived out. We're supposed to be unswerving in our faith. Now, if I was to ask my wife, Christy, about this word unswervingly, what does that mean? What does she think it means? Uh, she would say something like, well, it's like the opposite of how you drive. <laughs> like I've been known to maybe swerve a little bit while I'm driving. In fact, I would say that rumble strips on the highway, those are my friend. Like they remind me that I'm, not going straight, right? And I think this is actually a great image of what, of what um, we are to be for each other. We're like to be, we're, we're supposed to be like rumble strips for each other, right? That's what we're supposed to be. Verse 24, it says this, and let us, there's that phrase again, many times it comes up in, in Hebrews 10, let us consider how we spur one another on toward love and good deeds. He uses that word spur. Now, it's funny because that word spur is, is not really a positive word. Um, in the New Testament, it's used um, oftentimes uh, as a, in a negative context. It means to irritate, to annoy, to provoke. And so basically, the Hebrew writers here is saying is, listen, um, I want you to, to consider how you can um, irritate your brother from staying on track. How you can annoy your friend from staying to stay on track, right? It's like we need this from each other, right? It's this rumble strip approach to helping each other out, to, to encouraging one another. There's a guy that was a part of my uh, men's life group, he used to be, he, he's, he uh, graduated from med, med school here at the University of Iowa, he's now in Des Moines um, in a surgical residency. And uh, Cameron is his name, and he was in my men's group on Wednesday nights. I remember one Wednesday night as we were, we had finished the, the, the group and everybody was leaving and on his way out, he stopped me and he says, hey, Pastor Rich, do you work out? Now, okay, this is a men's group. So what am I supposed to say? Like, no, I don't, I don't like working out. That doesn't, doesn't go with being in a men's group, right? So I say, oh yeah, of course I work out, right? And, and so he's like, great, I'd like to work out with you. And I, in my head, I'm like, I don't really know if I want to do that. I mean, Cameron, he, was, he looked like a really fit guy, like he really worked out, you know? And so... He said, I'd like to work out with you, maybe help you out with a couple things. And so we decided to meet at the CRC um, in Iowa City uh, at six o'clock in the morning. 
And I remember that day, we, um, we did about 30 minutes of cardio and then about 45 minutes of some stretching and some ab work. Halfway through, man, I was ready to give up. I, I was like, this is too hard. I don't want to do this anymore. Um, and I'm telling Cameron, I said, man, I think, I think I'm done. And Cameron was like, no, you can't quit. Come on, Pastor Rich, you can do this. You got to finish, right? And I think that this is really what spurring on means. It means to not let your brother or sister quit on their faith, on their life with Christ, right? We're there to spur each other on. Also in this passage in verse 24, it says, let us consider. Like that means to, to closely examine, to ponder deeply. And that's what I'd like to do for the next few minutes is to consider how we can spur each other on to doing good works and to living this life of faith. I think one way that, that we can spur each other on is that we can show up for each other. Let's show up for each other. I mean, showing up for each other is, like, is, is powerful. Powerful. It's life transforming when you can show up for each other. Verse 25 says this of Hebrews 10. It says, let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as we see the day approaching. Now you might see this word meeting together and, and oftentimes when we think of that word meeting together, in fact, we preach about it that way sometimes that this is referring to church attendance. Like, don't stop going to church. Make sure you keep going to church, right? But really, I th and I think that there's part of that's true, but I think what's even more profound and there's a deeper meaning here, it's let us not, let us not stop, let us not stop encouraging each other, right? Let us show up for each other. Because when you're showing up for, for each other, you're fulfilling the law of Christ. I remember years ago in, in our rec center days when we were at the Corville Rec Center, I remember a, a guy showed up one Sunday morning and I mean, he's covered in tattoos and big, big plugs in his ears, you know, and I, you could tell he just had lived a really, really rough life. He introduced himself to me, he called, his name was Ray Parrish. I didn't know who he was. I later discovered that he was actually a very famous tattoo artist in our area. And he went by the name of Stingray. He had several shops in Iowa City and North Liberty and all of that. Um, Ray was a great guy. We became friends over time. Uh, Ray struggled in and out of church. He would come for a while, then he stopped coming. He'd come for a while, he stopped coming. He loved Jesus, but, but Ray struggled. He had a heavy burden, a box, a heavy box he was carrying. Um, I remember in 2016, I, I got a phone call from a friend of his, and she told me that, hey, Ray's very, very sick. I think he's dying. Um, can you go see him? And I said to her, sure, I'll go see him. Um, but to be honest, with you, it was a tough year for me. It, it was a, we had just gotten into our building here in in, in Coralville, and I was uh, I was very very busy. And, I, and not only was I busy, but I was incredibly overwhelmed with all kinds of challenges of my own. But I still decided, you know, I, I need to go see Ray. He's not doing well, so I went to his house in North Liberty, and I sat there with him, and um, he was happy that I came. I just wanted him to know that he's not alone. And so I sat there with him and we talked. He talked about his steampunk art, which was interesting. I'd never seen that before. He, uh, he told me about his godly grandparents and how they were such a great influence in his life and how they taught him how to pray and all different things like that. Towards the end of the afternoon, I, I, after a long time of conversation, uh, I got up and I said, Ray, I got to go. And I gave him a hug. I prayed with him and... His last words to me were, 
Pastor, I just, thanks for showing up. Thanks for being here. You've always done that for me. I really appreciate it. I love you, man. Well, we hugged and prayed, and that was the last time I talked to Ray or saw Ray. He passed away about a month later. Listen, we spur one another on when we show up for each other. Another way that we can spur one another on is we is find it in Romans 12, 10. It says, be devoted, the Apostle Paul speaking here, it says, be devoted to each other like a loving family. I love how Paul makes this connection of devotion. He kind of defines devotion by using the analogy of a, a loving family, right? Be devoted to each other like a loving family. I don't know what kind of family you have. I'm sure that if you gather enough of your family members together, someone, someone among them will have a heavy burden that they're carrying, a box that they walked in with. I mean, it happens all the time around the holiday season, right? Thanksgiving, you know, they get, family members get together. You haven't seen them in a long time. And there's inevitably always one of them that comes in who always has this heavy burden that they're carrying. And loving families, what they tend to do is they rally around this person they help them carry that burden. They help them financially. They help them emotionally. They help them in many different ways. About a year, several years ago, my sister-in-law, Tammy, um, had a heart attack. She was in her early 40s. And um, I, t I tell you what, I just, I saw an example of what this passage says, be devoted to each other like a loving family. I saw an example of that with my wife's family, Christy's family. I mean, when this happened to Tammy, her family just engaged. They were devoted to Tammy and Danny and they were gonna, they were gonna help them in any way possible. So the whole family decided to start taking turns to, to watch the twins. They just adopted one-year-old twins to watch the twins while Danny could go down to New Orleans and be in the hospital with his wife as she was struggling for her life. My wife, living up here in, in Iowa, actually bought a plane ticket and spent two weeks down there just doing her turn at being with Tammy at the hospital. This is what being devoted to each other like a loving family. Well, the Apostle Paul is telling us that's how we can spur one another on as followers of Christ, that we need to be devoted to one another. Another way that we can be devoted to each other is found in James. Um, it says in James 5, 16, pray for each other. Pray for each other. Um, I'm not, I don't need to tell you much about prayer. I'm not, this is not a sermon about prayer. You understand what I mean by prayer, but here's a challenge. Why don't you, in 2022, identify three people that you are going to commit yourself to praying for them, that you will call them up and you'll ask them specifically, specifically how you can pray for them, how you can spend time going, going to the throne room of heaven for their lives, and then I want you to take it a step further. I want you to tell them three ways that they can pray for you. You know what you're doing when you do that? You're sharing your box with them. Another way that we can spur one another on is found in 1 Thessalonians 4.18. It says, encourage each other. That word encourage, that phrase means to speak courage into, right? It's not just being nice and saying nice words to each other. It's speaking a word of courage when someone is down, when somebody's hurting, when somebody's tired, when somebody's weary. It's this idea of a marathon runner. A person's running the marathon. By the time he gets to, to mile 20 or 21, he's dying. He's ready to quit. He has all kinds of thoughts in his mind to no longer finish the race. And you come alongside that person. You start running alongside them and you're encouraging them. You're telling them, you can do this. Don't quit. Don't stop. Don't stop. It's a rumble strip stuff idea that I'm talking about. 
don't quit, don't, don't give up. We need that, guys. We need that with each other to encourage each other, to encourage each other. In Galatians, we have yet another way in which we can spur one another on, and that is we serve each other. Galatians 5.13 says, serve each other. Listen, there's this really cool dynamic that happens when we serve each other. I've seen this over and over in my life that when I commit myself to serve, to help carry another person's burden, another person's heavy box, it's interesting what happens to my box. It becomes lighter. It's like God makes sure that my box becomes lighter. It's this really cool dynamic. So let us serve each other. Years ago, um, I got a phone call from a, a gentleman who, he, was just, he just felt this, this deep desire to serve and wanted to help in some tangible way. He had a car that he was gonna sell as a used car, but then he thought, you know, maybe somebody in our church needs it. So, so he asked me, is there anybody in our church that could use this car? I'm, I'm willing to donate it to them. And so I knew of a single mom, so I called her up and I told her about it, you know, and she was excited. They met at our church, it was in North Liberty, and so I remember standing in the lobby looking out the window as this gentleman, this older gentleman was signing over the title to this, to this single mom. And I could see her crying, and she gave him a big hug, and they just and they embraced there, and they talked for a long time, and, and I was just so moved. And you know what, what moved me the most? The question that surfaced in my mind as I was watching this happen, I said, this is what the church is supposed to look like. This is what church means, is that we carry each other's burdens. So here's what I'd like to encourage you to do in the, in, as we close out 2021 and we start looking towards 2022. I want you to think of somebody. Think of a name. Get a face in your mind. Maybe, maybe you could start by praying for them because you, you, you know that they're carrying a heavy burden. You know that they're carrying some weight and you can just start praying and taking that need before God. Maybe it might be someone who is a little bit overwhelmed with life right now and, and you, know, you might be able to help them. You might be able to even help them financially or you might be able to come alongside them and just walk with them for the next few weeks because for the next few weeks, they're just going through some real challenges in life and you just walk with them. Maybe it's somebody who's discouraged and you can come alongside them and encourage them. Speak courage into them. Bill, I know you're probably watching, so I don't want to embarrass you, but Bill Barron is that person for me. Um, there's times when I preach on a Sunday morning and I finish and I'm going home and all that's running through my head is I did such a terrible job at communicating this amazing truth of God. I just didn't do a very good job. I didn't like what I had said, how I had said it. And almost inevitably, every time I feel that way, I get an email from Bill that says, Pastor, thank you so much for that word. You bless me. He speaks courage into me. He speaks life into me. I mean, he's helping me carry the burden that I'm carrying. So think of somebody. Come up with a name. And will you make it your goal to be there for them in 2022? I mean, to be honest, I sincerely believe that this, this coming year is going to be one of the greatest years for Life Church. I believe that revival is, we're on the fringes of revival. Um, whether I'm thinking, I'm not just thinking corporately, but I'm thinking of individual lives that you've had some trouble and difficulty in your life and you, your life is going to be changed completely in 2022. But one thing I'm certain of, that before all of that happens, we need to be there for each other. We need to care for each other. We need to put this pandemic thinking of social distancing behind us 
and start engaging with one another. Let me pray for us. Father, I just want to thank you, God. I thank you, Father, for this journey that we've been in. I know, Lord, that you have, uh, you see each and every one. Even right now, as I'm praying into a camera, Lord, I know that 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 your, your presence is in all of those homes of those people that are watching. I pray, Father, right now that you would encourage us. Some of us that are watching, Lord, are carrying some heavy burdens. Our boxes are heavier than we want. And maybe we, we don't know who it is that can help us carry that box. Maybe we're just, we're afraid. We, we, we've tried that before and we were let down and we just don't want to be let down again. And so, Father, I pray for courage to help us to step out and be willing to be vulnerable and to share the burdens with others. I pray for those of us, Lord God, that desire to help others around, that, that, we, would, that we would be more in, in, intentional and reach out and pray for them and serve them and encourage them and show up for them, Father. God, I just thank you for what you're going to do in this coming year in 2022. And I pray, Father, that as we enter into 2022, what we see is this devoted family that are caring for each other, that are helping each other carry the, the loads that we have. I thank you, Jesus, for what you're gonna do in each and every life today. In Jesus' name, amen.